Good morning, good afternoon everybody and thank you for joining us on yet another episode of the Blue Tech Tasting Menu. The holiday season is almost here and as we draw the year to a close, Blue Tech will be rounding up with our end of year water almanac web briefing. This takes place at 4.30pm GMT on Thursday the 7th of December and it's definitely a must attend. I'll be hosting the webinar on a live Webex platform and we'll be speaking to a panel of 12 water experts on three key notable ideas or trends that they've seen in 2017 and things they expect for 2018. So if you haven't attended a Bluetech web briefing this year, we would most certainly recommend you attend this one. Now, moving on to what we'll cover in today's podcast, I'll be speaking to Reese Owen, our research editor, about our final intelligence briefing issue for the year. And then following on the heels of WEFTEC and Aquatech conferences that were held last month, I'll be speaking to our research analyst Erin Partland about some new recent innovative companies we've come across as part of our ongoing technology scouting exercise. And finally, I'll speak to our guest speaker for the month, Will Sarney, founder and CEO of Water Foundry. Water Foundry is an organization that supports US and international water technology companies and non-governmental organizations in developing and implementing market entry and growth strategies. I'll catch up with Will on the topic of corporate water strategy and value. So without further ado, let's get started. We have on line with us our editor-in-chief, Rhys Owen. Rhys, thank you for joining me today. I'd like to chat with you a little bit about our upcoming intelligence briefing for the last month of this year, December. I want to talk to you about some of the articles we are mentioning in the report and some of the recent research that Bluetech have been doing on this. Sure. Well, for the December issue, aside from the usual Blue Alert section giving a brief take on the news that's happened over the past month, we've got a very interesting article coming up on nanofiltration. Uh, this is by noted membrane expert Graeme Pierce, mm-hmm. and he'll be taking a look at the development of NF generally and how after a period of being overshadowed by RO, it's actually been growing faster as a market in the last uh, couple of years. And this is due to the fact that it's a diverse niche with so many multiple specialised applications addressed mm. by differentiated offerings and a range of product types. Uh, all this means that uh, there's restricted competition and so the margins are higher. So it's actually uh, creating a bigger margin for the RO companies even, where the ones which have a sideline in NF. So with nanofiltration acceptance is becoming more widespread, uh, there are signs that it actually might be uh, in for a sharp upturn in opportunities in that area. So wow. we'll be uh, addressing that. and. Uh, also uh, by Graham Pierce, he's got two articles this month. Um, he was at the IDA Congress, which happened uh, a few weeks ago, and he's going to be giving us his take on some of the more interesting developments and papers that he took in there. And we also uh, have coming up this month a report into the Brian Management and ZLD landscape by Technology Assessment Group member Mike Nickley. So we'll be will be uh, featuring key takeaways from that. Great. And that's going to look at the, uh, the challenges, the successes over the last two years since our last report came out. And importantly, we're going to compare the performance of companies which have entered the space and look at which ones are making commercial headway, which technologies are, being, are gaining more commercial traction and why. Uh, and this follows a, a very successful web briefing on the same subject mm-hmm. recently, which clients can look at at inside.bluetechresearch.com. 
finally, uh, we have a feature on hydrothermal processing in sludge treatment by Bill Toffey. Now, this is quite an interesting area. It's uh, a niche which is uh, gaining more prominence now. Uh, a lot of effort's been made over the past, say, three decades to bring hydrothermal processing to bear on municipal sludges uh, with have to be said not much success until recently but now the results look like they're beginning to bear fruit uh we've got the first reference scale facilities from companies such as siemens mm-hmm. scfi and, and turnover and uh, also genifuel in particular showing a lot of promise so yeah it's a packed issue uh it will be coming out uh, at the same usual time towards the end of the month and uh we hope everyone reads it Great, thanks, Reese. Absolutely, yeah. It looks like it's going to be information-packed. Certainly looking at two very interesting emerging technologies. You mentioned nanofiltration and hydrothermal slush processing, so we're going to look forward to that. And then certainly an update on Brian and ZLD is warranted because of the, the activity and the general buzz we're seeing in that area. So, fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Look forward to catching up in the new year. No problem. Thanks, Vivian. Thanks, Reese. Next up, we have online with us Erin Partland. Erin is a member of our research team. Erin, thank you for joining us. As part of our ongoing technology scouting exercise, we come across, we've come across a number of different innovative technologies over the past year, whether they're through our research work or whether they're through attending trade shows and events. And Erin, you've in particular come across a number of these companies. And what I'd like to do today is maybe ask if you could share the top three companies you've come across over the last few weeks. We've attended a number of conferences such as WefTech and AquaTech so if you can share your top three or the companies that you find most innovative or interesting that would be great for our audience. Sure, yeah let me start with a company that actually won the most innovative prize at AquaTech and that was Surtech with a product called Salvation mm-hmm. what the product is is um, they're looking to harvest cellulose from wastewater. And so we, you know, we have toilet paper and other stuff that goes down the drain, and they have a process that can actually take the uh, material that is uh, separated through grit removal, and then to process it by cleaning it, um, pressing it, dewatering it, and then sanitize it into a reusable cellulose product. And so Sertech actually does a lot of different things. And they focus on a circular economy. So this is just one of their technologies that is in that portfolio. What stage is the technology at, Erin? Salivation itself is a very new technology. I -hmm. believe they only have two pilots running right now. The company itself is quite large. But Salivation is a new development. And it seems to be very exciting in the industry. Um, Itself is not too disruptive because it won't change the way we treat water it'll just you know regain value from stuff that we treat as waste very good okay and i believe you were mentioning it mentioning to me earlier that you also come across island water technologies yeah island water tech um we spoke to them um a few times Mm -hmm. most recently at west tech in chicago and they are a Canadian company that is um, doing a few different um, technologies, but their most innovative one is called Century AV. 
And the idea is that they take a microbial fuel cell um, premise, you know, um, which would be to uh, harness electricity from microbial activity and to use that as actually a feedback mechanism to determine the health of a um, anaerobic system. Nice. And what they would do is take a side stream of anaerobic sludge, um, process it through the century AD, record the electrical feedback, and then, uh, you know, through um, previous data and formulations to determine the health of that system. Very good. And again, <clears throat> at what stage are they at? They are at an applied research stage in the technology. They have other technologies that are commercial, mm -hmm. um, but this one is their latest project. So they are still developing it, still testing it. And any others that you've come across? Well, there's one really tiny company that mm -hmm. has kind of caught the eye of Bluetech. Um, we haven't met them yet, but they are a Fallout based startup that is um, within an incubator now based in Cork, Ireland. So it's a very interesting cross um, international company. And they are also in the circular economy area. What they're looking at is making a simple process, can take stormwater or other simple wastewaters and um, process it through a constructed wetland combined mm. with hydroponics so that you'll get both treatment and the production of um, plants or crop materials at the same time. And so they are still in a very, very early stage. Um, but they, they have promise in a niche market of um, stormwater. Okay. Very good. Very, very timely for us to know about them because of our uh, upcoming report on stormwater. Um, and I think Erin, you'd agree when we say, um, you know, with all of these innovative companies, um, once we get to know about them, then it's you, we, we would track their patent applications, um, any investments they receive. So with the three companies you've mentioned to me today here, we'd, we'd be doing the same. Exactly, exactly. Millis is so new um, because they really started out of um, a group of students in Palo Alto that wanted to make a product. Yeah. So when as we're tracking them, I believe that we will see them grow um, perhaps lower than um, companies that are founded by you know serial entrepreneurs or existing uh, companies with research teams. Um, but there, there's a good support system for them, so it's looking good. Great, thank you very much, Erin. No problem. Thanks, Nivia. And finally, we have online with us Will Sarney for our feature piece. Will is an internationally recognized thought leader on water strategy and innovation. He's authored numerous books and articles and presented on the value of water, innovations in digital water technology, the circular economy, and the energy food water nexus. Will, welcome and thank you for joining us. This is our final podcast episode for 2017. And as the year draws to a close, Bluetech is also looking to round up its uh, research findings and look back and reflect on the year that's just passed. So in the spirit of that, I wanted to ask you today, through your travels and research that you've done, what are the top trends, Will, that you're seeing in the corporate water world? Sure. So first of all, pleasure to be 
uh, on the podcast and closing out the year and look forward to the new year and everything that uh, innovation brings. So uh, in terms of what I'm seeing, I, I think just very broadly, the, the whole uh, notion, if you will, and movement around water stewardship has uh, perhaps stalled a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, there is some really exciting uh, opportunities and, and movement with respect to uh, the Alliance for Water Stewardship, for example, uh, companies moving towards uh, verification, certification of their uh, water strategies. I, I think that's important as more and more stakeholders uh, want companies to actually prove and quantify right. what they're doing. Uh, so I view that as a very positive trend, uh, but unfortunately, I, I think to a very large degree, water has become part of uh, corporate social responsibility initiatives and, and treated in somewhat of a similar fashion as, as climate change, carbon, and energy efficiency. And that's not to say that it's uh, not contributing to addressing water risk issues, but uh, I, I don't believe it's enough. Mm -hmm. And uh, companies that are looking at their water footprint across the value chain uh, are making some good strides uh, with respect to uh, watershed level initiatives and collective action programs and driving efficiency and reuse recycling. But my view is that there's a bigger opportunity Right. And we need to frame those opportunities uh, in terms of creating abundance and really finally addressing uh, in, in economic, environmental, and social issues related to uh, water scarcity and, and water quality challenges. So uh, I think we're at an inflection point, and uh, what I'm going to do next year is, is push hard on the uh, the idea and strategy of what is beyond water stewardship that creates value for uh, both companies and the uh, public sector. And Will, in terms of thinking beyond water stewardship, what other factors are corporates considering other than this? Um, perhaps technology innovation is one? I, so, I think what you're saying ties in very nicely to my thesis that mm -hmm. there is something more than water stewardship. Yeah. Uh, so not throwing away water stewardship, but really focusing on innovation. And that's the world that you live in and, and uh, you know, a key lever in the, in the marketplace. So uh, increasingly I'm seeing multinationals, both U.S. and non-U.S. multinationals, really thinking about their role in innovation. So how do they create value and impact beyond their footprint? Mm -hmm. And one of the ways to do that is to engage in technology innovation, yeah. either through uh, direct purchase of technology innovation, through uh, perhaps hubs and accelerators that we see uh, in the U.S. and globally, uh, also considering establishing a, a venture fund. So might a venture fund focus on a particular aspect of technology innovation? but also innovation in terms of partnerships and business models yeah. and funding and financing. So uh, I'm quite sure you see this in your world, but how do we really think about innovation very broadly and not quite start with a blank sheet of paper, but really acknowledge that 21st century water challenges are very different than last century 
So what's out there in terms of uh, blended finance, uh, new business models, uh, I hate to say water as a service, but you know, you're seeing that show up more and more. Uh, and then certainly technologies that you know, go beyond just conservation and efficiency, but really drive yes. and recycling. And finally, Will, do you see any any areas where the water sector can learn from from other sectors, or, or are there any lessons that we can learn from looking at other industries or other sectors? Absolutely. Uh, this is one of my favorite lands, which is yeah. we need folks from outside the water sector to mm-hmm. really drive innovation and, and give us a, uh, a new perspective. So, you know, I certainly think solar. Uh, you know, the movement towards distributed off-grid yeah. uh, uh, energy systems is a, is a good model, and you're certainly seeing that in the water tech uh, sector from uh, technologies that are you know, involved with air moisture capture, completely off-grid, uh, neighborhood uh, initiatives like microgrid systems. Right. So I, I think we can learn a lot from the energy sector. Yeah and that evolution and I think so much of that is driven by data or digital solutions so think about the power of digital water technologies to transform a sector that historically uh, has not had to evolve very quickly so you know look at solar lessons learned there Mm -hmm. not just from a technology perspective but also build up business model innovation Great. Thank you for your time and for sharing your thoughts today with us. We also look forward to connecting with you at our event next year at Blue Tech Forum in Vancouver. Same here. <laughs> Very excited about it. Absolutely. Enjoy your weekend the rest of the year and wish you a Merry Christmas. Same to you and a very happy new year. You too. Thanks, Will. Thank you for your time. Take care. Bye. Bye.